Hello everyone, uh, welcome to our midweek podcast, a special uh, midweek podcast for this Christmas week uh, from Mavilla Presbyterian Church. We trust uh, that you've had uh, an enjoyable and peaceful time uh, over the Christmas holidays uh, and you're just taking uh, just some time to refresh and relax throughout this week as well. Uh, this is a, a special episode of our podcast. Over uh, the last number of months, we've been really enjoying having our evening services back. And in those evening services, we've been able to interview some people through our uh, church family, uh, listening to their story uh, and what God has been doing through them. So this evening, uh, we're going to be listening uh, to an interview from a couple in our congregation who have just uh, celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary on Christmas Day. Uh, And uh, Ron and Joyce uh, joined us uh, back in November uh, as we listened to their story. Uh, The interview is done uh, by Cindy and Joan. uh, And we're going to listen in a a minute or two just to their interview that they've done uh, through Uh, the evening service as well. But as we come uh, to worship God, let's come to God in prayer first of all. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who speaks so powerfully through your word, that we may know that great awareness, Lord, of you directing and guiding us throughout. Lord, we come before you through these days, recognising your promises recognising your goodness and your love to each one of us. Lord, we pray for that awareness, Lord, of you uh, directing and guiding our paths and all that we may do. Help us know, Lord, of your mercy, of your richness to us throughout these weeks, throughout these days ahead, even whenever there is great uncertainty in the world around us. Help us to know of your goodness and your love. Lord, we come before you, Lord, recognising that uh, we need you in our lives each and every day. No matter what we may face, no matter what we may do, we long to know, Lord, of you speaking to us, of you directing and guiding us, Lord, throughout. Lord, we come before you in these days as seeking you, seeking your goodness and love in all that we may do. And we ask these things now, in Jesus' name, Amen. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it says to us, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. What a prayer that is, and through these days, that we may know of God's uh, directing and guiding us as we come before him in his word. We're going to listen to an interview with Ron Joyce in a moment or two, but first of all, uh, we're going to listen to some more Christmas praise uh, beforehand. First of all, with the item of praise, Silent Night.
Okay, so Joyce, we're going to start with you. Um, and you were born in 1943. You don't mind me saying that, do you don't? No. It's done now. <laughs> in the Jubilee Hospital. And you were one of five siblings. Tell us a little about that, about <clears throat> your family. Well, I was born, as you say, in the Jubilee, and I lived in 86 Ottawa Street. And from, from I was really, from I was born, my mother was um, diagnosed with mental illness. So it was, when I came, became the age, it was up and down to Partysburn to visit her on a Saturday. And she got that shock treatment, but it was okay when she was younger. But the older she got, the less time she got at home. And my aunts and uncles, in them days, they all bought a house, either two doors or next door to each other. And they, my auntie helped my daddy. And by the time my aunt was 17, when she started minding me, and when she became, when she was 22, there was four of us. So that was our life. And, you know, we just got used to it, like. Yeah. Your Saturdays was up and down to... Hurried burn when became the age to go on the bus. Like then, when I, when I met my husband, uh, he came with me. <laughs> yeah. Your mum got home though now. And she again, got she home wasn't... when she was younger. She got longer between mm -hmm. the treatments, but then the older she got, you know, mm -hmm. I say there was four of us. And then when I was seventeen, I got a little sister who's now sixty-one. Uh -huh. You know, she's a wee tad younger than you. Um. So then, um. Joyce, you went to Argyle Presbyterian. I went That's to Argyle. That's what it was called then. I, what is it now? Forget. It's Westkirk. Right. I went there to the CE and Sunday school, and you know yeah. that's where I got saved. Yeah. It was you were about 12. twelve. Yeah. I, I didn't really. Well, I thought do nothing bad, but wherever there was a children's meeting, I was there. We welcome and all, and we. Halls, but um, then the man asked me when was I saved, and I said no. So I said that childlike prayer into my heart. You gave your heart to the Lord. Yeah, twelve. That's sixty-six years ago. I oh, know, and it's been His ever He's, since. It, <laughs> it has. Um, and uh, you, Ruby, we all know we Ruby from the the trips. Uh, and Ruby's in the nursing home now. Yeah, she was your best friend, and you and she joined the Salvation. We joined Army. The, I joined the Salvation Army when I was about thirteen, and then when I became the age, I wore the bonnet and did the pubs on the Falls Road with the war cry and all. That's where I met your man. <laughs> Well, well, we'll let we'll let Joan have a wee word with him first, and then we'll hear all those bits. Ron, it's, it's now your turn. Beautiful. To to tell us a wee bit about your childhood and your family, where you were born, and what your well, family was like. Yeah, I was born in sixty three Lindsay Street on the Armour Road, and I had uh, two brothers and myself, and my father and mother. It was a Christian home. And my mother pointed me to the Lord. But it was through the old-fashioned revival hour on a Thursday night that uh, I came to concern, and I was 15 years of age at the time. So she pointed me to my own fireside. So she was a great influence in your life, oh, your mother? Oh, she was indeed, yeah. yes, yes, yes. 
And what church did you go to then? Well, we went um, to Donegal Pass Presbyterian, and uh, my father was an elder there, and then we left there, and we went to Berry Street of Royal Avenue, and uh, the ministry of Berry Street actually married Joyce and myself later on. But that's where we went to for years and years. And tell us, how did you get involved with the Salvation Army? Well, I worked in Mackey's, James Mackey's and son, in the foundry, and I met the, the, money, the, sorry, the bandmaster of Shankill, and uh, he invited me along uh, to listen to the music of the band and the songster brigade. And uh, I went in and I listened to it, and it was very, very nice, and I thought it was lovely. And, but you see what actually I came out with? I came out with this here. At the end of it all, that's what I finished up with. Right. We're going to talk about all your, the uniforms that you've had in your life later. But, but, Well, you can tell us a bit more about the uniforms in a wee minute. We're, st- we're trying to stretch it out. Well, not too, t- not too long, but, you know. Okay. So, Joyce, 14, and you saw Ronnie. And you quite fancied him. Tell us in your own words. Well, <laughs> I went to the meeting this week and the bandmaster came in with this fellow with the duffel coat and here's me. He's a bit of all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was only 13. But then when I was 14, he asked me to go to see a film with him in some church. And then, well, he did come quite often with me to see my mum up in Pertigeburn and then my dad took tuberculosis. So we were visiting, what do you call the hospital? Musgrave. So anyway, I started going with him at 14. We got engaged at 16. We got married at 18. He's older than me. <laughs> he was um, 19. 19 when I met him and I was 14. He used to walk me down to school. But then it's just lasted, just... And then, um, Joyce, you got engaged at... 16. And you were married at... At 18 in Windsor Presbyterian. And Ronnie was... 23. Yeah, 23. 23. Okay. So, and, um, well, in no time at all, I, I have a wee bit in here that I have to say because I thought it was lovely. One of your first u- uniforms was a bus conductor. <laughs> And when we were interviewing here, we were having a wee chat beforehand, we were talking about on the buses. Joyce spent quite a bit of time, didn't you, Joyce? I used to get on the bus when he was on the Shankill Road run, and I used to stay on to the terminus and back just to see him. <laughs> <laughs> true love, true love, and it's still there to be seen by all. Um, so in a short period of time, you were married. And yeah, two years. Two years, and you had three beautiful it was children. Eight years before we had Ruth, and then we had Julie, and then we had Jeanette. Lovely. And four grandchildren. Okay, so Ronnie, we're going back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to say to your the anniversary of that wedding is coming up very uh, soon. Yes, the 25th of December. And how many years is it? 60 years this 60 year. 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you've had a lot of different jobs in your time, and a I lot did, of them were yeah. in uniform. <laughs> I, I did indeed, yes. And that's the fact I wrote them out here. I've actually, oh, actually done six jobs uh, with a uniform, and three other jobs that I didn't have a uniform, but 
Three or nine jobs altogether from the left school. Gosh, can you read them out? What they were? Certainly, I left school and joined the cooperative grocery department, and I left and went to Christie's Wallpapers, and I left it, and uh, I went to Mackey's, and then I left Mackey's and joined the buses, and I left the buses and I joined the traffic wardens, and then I was in the Royal Artillery TA, I was in the B Specials and it was in the civil service and the uh, court of commissioners. I think some, some of us remember you before you retired, you worked at Stormont? I did, I worked at Stormont yeah. for 31 and a half years. Yeah, and you met some fairly famous people? Oh, I did, I met, uh, I met uh, a reverend, reverend uh, uh, what do you call him? Ian Paisley. Ian Paisley, mm -hmm. and uh, actual fact, I shut him out of Stormont and uh, another mom was Jerry Adams, who had to close the door, had to close the gates on him. And he, he wanted to know who was closing the gates. So the, my boss was right behind me. So I said, no, it's not me, it's him there. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you met some royals as well, I remember you telling me that. Oh, we did, yes. Uh, uh, I met Prince Andrew, and uh, I met the President of the United States as well. Very good. Well, did you have a favorite? Job of all of them. The favourite one? Yeah. Uh, well, probably the civil service was the favourite one. Uh, done so long, out of 31 and a half years. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, Ronnie and Joyce, I mean, you did a great work in the Salvation Army, and you were there for a long time. That, that um, man who led you to it was Jimmy Johnson, is that right? That's correct, yes, yes. And, and to what stage did you get to in the Salvation Army? Well, I was a the uh, visiting officer in the Salvation Army, and I was also superintendent of the Sunday school. And it was, it was YPSM at that particular time, they called it. And uh, that's how Joyce and me actually went to visit her mother and her father, because I was the visiting officer at that particular time. Lovely, very good. And, and Ronnie, I know that in one of your other uniforms you were talking about, uh, when you were a a warden, prison, or not a prison warden, a traffic, traffic warden. warden. Yeah. Um, you told us about a terrible incident through the Troubles, um, and you... Well, uh, yes, uh, I was in Royal Avenue, uh, in York Street, sorry, in York Street, and uh, was trying to stop the people, and another day I was in North Street, and they told us it was a bomb in North Street, and we had to put the people into Donegal Street, but when we were putting the people into Donegal Street, we didn't realize that we were putting them into the bomb. The bomb was in the back of the, the truck, the bin truck, bin lorry. And we actually, through that, we, a lot of people lost their lives, which I still think about this, even to this day. Mm. Okay. Big, big tragedy. Oh, it was a false information we were given, yeah. I think that happened quite a lot, didn't it? It did, indeed, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and in your journey of faith, um, the two of you have, you've, you've gone, you've been, had many trials and troubles. Um, and, and like Margaret, uh, when we were interviewing her, you know, she had to move house at gunpoint or, and you, similar circumstances. Yes, well, we lived in 89 Lanadoon Avenue and uh, I knocked came to the door one morning, one evening, and uh, I opened the door and a gentleman standing at the door said, you're moving house, aren't you? I said, no, I'm not. And he put his hand and he pulled the gun out and he said, you're moving now. So in actual fact, I had to move at that particular time. 
And fortunate enough, we moved on the back of a, a coal lorry down to Dune Road, which is the bottom of Lenadoon Avenue. And at that particular time, number two Lenadoon Avenue was becoming vacant. The man was moving out. He was a policeman. And I asked him, could we take his house over? And he said, certainly. So we moved in there, and he actually moved out to another house. And a fortnight later, unfortunately, he was murdered in Andersonstown, answering the call. Mm. So you, you must have felt God's leading in all of this, because you ended up in Ballybean and then here in, in Newton Arms. We, did. we ended up, yes, in Ballybean. The UDA actually put us into Ballybean. Uh, we wouldn't have been there other ways, but we had nowhere to go at that particular time. They actually, when we lived in Dune Road, I was away in the TA uh, in Wales, and I didn't realise my wife was having a bad time, but they were actually shooting at the house and shooting. A soldier actually got shot in the front garden of the house, and uh, she wasn't able to go out and help him. But uh, that was the thing that made us move from there. And you were able to buy your house? We did up here. We bought our house here in, in the, around the corner. just. And you've been here ever since, and your family grew up there? That's um, correct, yes. Okay, so Joan, over to you there. Ron, or both of you, how did you get involved in Mavilla? Can you remember the first time you came? Well, the first time we came was uh, a man came round the, down the door saying that Mavilla was opening up here. And we were going to First Arts at the time to David Johnson, who was a minister. His daughter and my daughter went to Bloomfield Collegiate together, and uh, they wanted me to go to hear him. So we went and we joined First Arts, and then we got invited to come round to the wee hut. And the first night he was here, we came round and I liked him. I liked him preaching, and uh, we decided we had joined. So we left First Arts. I was on the church committee in the first yards, and we left it and we came up here and joined. And we've been here ever since. Yes, just before that I had a big operation when I was in first yards. Yeah. Those of us who've known you over the years know that you have a great talent for involving people and um, bringing people here, and also you're well remembered for all the bus trips that you organized. Uh, well, you seem to have a heart for involving people, well, getting got, people together yeah, yeah. socially? Well, I got used to it through the, civil, through the city mission, the Belfast city mission in Ballybean. I used to love going to it, and we went to it when we lived in Ballybean. And uh, it was great to welcome people in and to let them know they were welcome and that uh, we cared for them. So when I came here and came in, I decided to do exactly the same thing. So. When they came in, they got a hug, or they got a handshake, and were made to feel that they were welcome and that we're looking after them. Yeah, part of a family, really. Like yeah. part of a family, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. And I remember coming, Ronnie, and coming through the door and getting one of those hugs. <laughs> and uh, we got, we've got many hugs since. And well, I, I try. Uh huh. You do. And uh, as uh, many happy memories and. Uh-huh. Uh, Joyce will remember you well as the, the dolly trolley girl or the trolley dolly girl isn't it? No, I, d I did the water on the bus and they called me the trolley dolly <laughs> uh -huh. 
Um, and uh, you've been in for quite a bit. You're involved in so much, or were involved up until we uh, everything's came to a halt. I mean, the choir, and it's a joy to still hear your voices, both of you. Love the choir. Uh-huh. And you were you were are involved when we get going again in our house group, the long going house group. Um, yeah. Uh, Joyce, I remember you saying, "I would love to be in a group like that." And you started to come, and that's how I really got to know you. But it's been wonderful. Um, Ronnie, your health scares, of course, we know that um, the early days of your life, um, you had uh, an operation, a mastectomy. Um, Yes, uh yes. Well, I was in first ARD. I had a breast removed. They thought it was cancer, and it proved to be benign, benign, but... uh, it was quite a big operation at that particular time, and uh, they looked after me well in Arts Hospital. And then later on, I had a stroke in the minor hall here, and uh, just a week later, I had another stroke, but the Ulster Hospital looked after me quite well. And uh, just before Christmas, I was able to get out to come home, and uh, so I've done quite well, and then I got an aorta valve removed. Just, just right down here. So I've had quite a oper- few operations with the health authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're, you're living at the minute with... Well, yes, uh, through prayer. Uh, I was prayed for, and uh, the Lord's good. Yes, he certainly is. Do you want to say a wee bit about that? No, it's just um, four years ago. I'm going to cry. They gave me 18 months, but he's... Still here four years later. Yeah, that's a miracle. He's a walking miracle. So he is, and such an encouragement. You're both such an encouragement to us. And um, we've loved hearing that wee bit more about your lives. And um, Joyce, I think it's the quietest you have been. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely the quietest. Ronnie, she'll let you do all the talking. Um, But um, it's going to be at Christmas, your 60th, and we thought it would be lovely to um, share with you, uh, share your story, and uh, we're really blessed to have you with us. Uh, just tell us in a few words what keeps you both going. Well, just because of the Lord, we, we, prayer keeps us going, and uh, at the particular time I had the, they found out I had bone cancer, and uh, that was played over, and uh, oh, come on, great sense. I'm on tablet form, but they couldn't give me radiotherapy or anything else because it was in two places. So they couldn't give me anything. But praise the Lord. You're in, he, he is your days numbered. He knows when. Well, he didn't want me in the choir just quite yet. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Big clap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to lovely.
Well, it was not a, a wonderful interview and just a great witness uh, for Thrawn and Joyce. And we really did enjoy celebrating with them on Christmas morning uh, with uh, their wedding anniversary. That last item of praise, uh, another well-known carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Just before uh, we come to the end, we're going to take some time in prayer for others. Let me just read some more words from Psalm 119 as we do so. Psalm 119 uh, verses 169 and 170. May my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. We come before our God. We recognise he is a living and active able in all that we may do. Let us know of his goodness and love to us as we come before our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we lift up before you one another through these uncertain days. Lord, as we think about this virus that continues, Lord, uh, to change our society, we also want to pray for your protection and for that awareness of the certainty that we have in you that we have that clarity that you are guiding and uh, directing all things. And Lord, that we may seek you through these days, that we may know, Lord, of what it means uh, to trust in you in all that we may face. Lord, we pray for those uh, who are feeling far from you at at this time. Lord, we pray for those, Lord, who look uh, to take all the burdens on themselves rather than placing them on you. Help us see the great promises that we have in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us recognise your hand upon us in all that we may do. That there is comfort, refuge, protection in the name of Jesus. And help us place our trust in you. Lord, we pray for those who are having to isolate or are, fear, are fearful with their health through these days. Give them great security in you. Help them know what it means to trust in you in all that they may face. Help them seek you in all that they do. And Lord, we do continue to pray uh, for all those, Lord, who have been working so hard over uh, this last year. Lord, we pray for that sense of just time together, a sense of peace and a sense of refreshment, Lord, through these days too. Help us know what it means, Lord, to keep things simple, but also uh, to enjoy the great and the, uh, the simple gifts that you have given to us. To enjoy, Lord, that time together, to enjoy what it means, Lord, to seek you in all that we may do. And Lord, we do lift up before you those who are finding this time of year difficult for many different reasons. Lord, we ask that you may look to speak into their lives, that they may see afresh of your glory and power, that they may taste of your mercies and grace in all that they may do. And Lord, that they may once again have that sense of joy in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up before you 
those who have not trusted in you, those who continue, Lord, to walk away from you. And we ask, Lord, that you may break down the barriers in their life, that they may see clearly what it means, Lord, to see your glory and power, and that they may see their need of you in all that they may do. Bring them close to you, we pray. Help them know what it means, Lord, to trust in you through these uncertain days. That they may know of the great promises that can be theirs in the name of Jesus. That they may know, Lord, of what it means uh, to have that security in you. Lord, we pray that they may know of what it means, Lord, to rest in you. And Lord, we bring all these things before you, giving you thanks, Lord, uh, just for this time of year and what it means to know of that promise of Emmanuel, God with us, in all that we may do. We ask these things now, in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Look out for uh, the podcast coming again next week at the start of a new year. And let me take this opportunity to wish you all a very happy new year. Uh, and a sense of real blessing in this year to come. Let's finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.